Michelle Donnelly, and this is the Christian Single Moms Podcast. I believe that every single mom can discover a life of peace, power, and purpose, and that you can do it right through the things that God is carrying you through in your season as a single mom. Here we talk about all of the things that matter to a single mom, but most of all, I hope you found a place where you feel like you belong. Let's get started. I'm so glad that you could join me for this episode today. I'm your host, Michelle Donnelly. Today's episode wraps up Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and we're talking about worship. And this was a critical piece of my healing journey in learning how to relate emotionally to God and to connect with Him in a way that sometimes was the only way that I could. Sometimes trauma and overwhelm and the things that we're going through make other ways of connecting with God very difficult. And I found worship to be very accessible and very easy. And even in the times where I just needed to be still and let worship music play over me, that I was able to experience God's healing and love. I'm joined in this conversation by worship pastor and artist, John Reddick. John is best known for his song, You Keep Hope Alive, and he's here to talk a little bit with us about being vulnerable with God in worship and how to live a lifestyle of worship. John actually created some bonus content for us, too. If you look down in the show notes, you'll find a link to a time of worship in which he leads us in his song, God, Turn It Around. If you're enjoying the podcast, would you take a moment and leave a ranking or a review wherever it is that you listen to this podcast? It helps other women to find our community and just let them know that there's a place that they belong. Also down in the show notes, if you are new to the podcast, you'll notice a link to a quiz. It's called What's Your Loneliness Type? Loneliness is something that all of us single moms have to deal with, but the reasons why we deal with loneliness are different, and they don't necessarily have that much to do with whether or not we're in a relationship. So if you'd like to learn more about your own experience with loneliness, what's causing it, and then some of the ways out, go ahead and click on that link or head over to agapemoms.com forward slash quiz. Worship was something that I came to a lot later in my life, and it was fun to gain John's perspective as someone who has really walked in this discipline since childhood. But it was also really nice to understand how this had looked for him in times of darkness and how he's been able to encourage his kids in it as a single dad. Here's my conversation with John Reddick. John, so great to have you with me. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. (laughs) And John, I am just really thrilled to talk about this with you, the subject of worship, especially because I am not a musician. I'm not a (laughs) person who's gifted necessarily in the, what we'd say, like the musical arts, but that's only one form of worship. But worship is something that God really met me in, in a very, very difficult season. And my understanding of what it means to relate to God through worship has just continued to grow. And he's used a difficult time, though, to do it. Worship is something, though, that is definitely part of 
your life and your backstory. It's something that you've mm. been around and grown up with since childhood. So I want to know if you'll start us off by talking a little bit about your upbringing and the role that worship played in that. Absolutely. I um, When I, growing up, my dad was the pastor and my mom was the musician and she oversaw all the music departments. And so just as we grew to be adults, that was always the the thread, the, the theme. And um, so we got into music early, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, actually the marriage of music and the word, you know, mm. because my dad um, was definitely always speaking and preaching. So yeah, yeah. got into that early, quite, quite an early age. Um, and it just carried, through. I, I think about that a lot when the Bible talks about training up a child. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's not just that they won't depart from it, but they go back to the the thing that you put in their core, mm-hmm. you know. And so um so it's hard to not go back to what's at your core even yeah. even when all other things fail, you know. Yeah, so, that's yeah. so good what you're saying though too about that it's the marriage between the music and the word. And I think yeah. that's I was actually in the car today thinking that very same thing that so often when we're either maybe uncomfortable with the word, we've never really had a practice with it, reading the word, or if we just are in a really broken season and we don't have the words to pray, that sometimes just having the word sung or spoken over us really can open that door mm-hmm. where we might feel otherwise disconnected. But worship doesn't always necessarily mean just music. And I think sometimes we think like, okay, if I hear that word worship, it means the first 20 minutes of church or (laughs) it's, you know, well, he is a worship pastor, so he's gifted in that way and I'm not. So Mm. can you give us maybe some insight into worship and what that word really implies? Yeah. I mean, one, we call it a worship service, right? Mm. So like the entire time that we're there, it's, it's geared to worship. But um, worship is one of the things we talk about is how it's a lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. It's it is honoring our God in so many different ways, and music is just one of those catalysts to get us to that point. You know, um, I think music does hit our souls and our spirits in a different type of way than other things than mm-hmm. reading. You know, so mm-hmm. our, our father knew what he was doing when he gave us yeah. these different ways to reach him. You know, through the word, through singing, you know, uh, through community and things like that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, worship. Worship is is a lifestyle, and it's about giving him honor and giving him, you know, what he's worth. I think mm. that I think that what that part of worship means worth. So, yeah. yeah, I've heard that said before. Worthship yeah. Yeah. is what you're putting your worth towards. Yeah, you made an interesting point there about how it's a different way to worship. These are all forms of worship. So, if we're reading mm. the Bible, or if we're singing music, or those types of things. And I think for me personally, when I'm reading the word, it's really connecting into more my intellect and my understanding versus music is a completely emotional experience. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're listening to not worship music, like certainly (laughs) we can get our emotions engaged, but this is a way that God gave us really. That's what the whole purpose of music as he created it would be for us to connect with him in our emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's where you see me. I'm the girl who's like ugly crying in the the fourth (laughs) row, like (laughs) hands up and just tears, tears, tears. But it's because I'm engaged completely emotionally in that space. Mm -hmm. And it's how you're able to take whatever you're dealing with and really emotionally lay it all at his feet. It's crazy how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that, though, because I think 
that's one of those things, worship as a music practice, or even if it's, if we're talking about other creative things that we might do that engage our emotions, when our emotions are busted up from some challenging thing or some struggle, sometimes it's hard to access those and then worship can be hard to access. So if I'm feeling emotionally like, I don't know if these emotions are safe with God, we might feel somewhat disconnected from worship. So can you tell us about an instance or a time that perhaps worship might even have been difficult for you? <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I was about to elite worship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, uh, and it, that's right there. It's like, if you think it doesn't happen to worship pastors, it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's Charlottesville. Something mm -hmm. happened a few years ago. I mm -hmm. think a riot or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, and somebody... It was a Saturday that I think it, that I think it happened. So mm -hmm. Sunday, I really came with that side, just kind of turned off, you know, and just kind of focusing on, you know, what I need to do for the day: lead, worship, sing songs, and give God honor and things like that. And somebody asked me the question: "So how do you feel about everything that happened mm -hmm. yesterday?" And I was like, "I can't answer that right now." Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and um, before I knew it, though. I was talking about it and I was really broken over it. And I hadn't, mm -hmm. nothing had happened to me in, in a sense, but just thinking about how broken we can be as humans mm -hmm. over what we like, who we like, who we don't like. And I just, I kept thinking about my son. He was 13 at the time. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I was like, why would anybody not like my son yeah. just because of the way he looks, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because he's just, he's one of the kindest kids I know. He's just really obedient and he's really kind. And he's about helping others and, mm -hmm. you know, about justice, standing up for people who just, you know, yeah. doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. And I just, and before I knew it though, I was, I was behind the um, curtain weeping. It's like, I, and I couldn't even control it. I was just like, like God, like why? Why does this? Why is this happening? Why does this not stop? And and I had like three minutes. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I just remember thinking, okay, get yourself together. But God, I don't feel hopeful right now. Mm. And I and and um, and this is not a plug, but it was actually, it was. I remember being like, I don't even know what to sing. I I just I don't feel like there's hope. And I don't even know what song can get me to your throne right now. Mm -hmm. And I went out there and whatever the agenda was, I didn't follow it. And I just played for a minute because I knew in that moment, if I didn't allow God to come to me where I was or just reach me where I was, or just if I didn't make myself available mm -hmm. to him, then I couldn't lead everybody else who's standing around and has no idea what yeah. I'm just thinking about, you know? Wow. So, um, so I think I just started playing and, and I, and as we talk about core things, I think I may have sung something that maybe I just remember from childhood. It's mm. the safe moments, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like the idea of nostalgia, those things that you go back to because you remember they're the things that you remember life being great and, um, and you felt safe. And so after I sung that, then we went into a song. Now, the funny thing is, as hopeless as I felt in that moment, God met me that week with my friend, Jess Cates. Um, and we were just doing a writing session. He was like, man, I was thinking about this song and it was You Keep Hope Alive. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but I was like, man, you don't even understand where I was like four days ago. This has to be God, like guiding wow. you. And so I really do believe that when we, um, 
the, the Hebrew word for repent is, I think, shub. And so it, it means when, when the young boy was headed back to his father, we call it the prodigal son, mm-hmm. and they call it the running father. Right. It's like the whole idea was repent in that sense means to allow yourself to be found. And I think sometimes when we're broken and we don't know what else to do, God is just waiting. So just allowing ourselves to just get there, mm. just fall there. Um, Mary, <laughs> just fall there. Um, yeah. Then he'll meet us. Yeah. Wow. That's so great what you just said, though, too. I had to make myself available. Mm-hmm. You had to open that part and be vulnerable yeah. and say, I don't even have this right now, Lord. Like, I'm about to go out here and lead all these people, but I need you. I need you first. Like, <laughs> otherwise, I'm just up here singing songs, right? Mm-hmm. So true. It's so true. <laughs> and I think sometimes we feel that. It's like, well, maybe I can't enter into this if I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. But there is this surrender moment, I think, that precedes that. And the Lord meets us totally in that space. Um, But it can be hard to get there sometimes, even to recognize that that's what's needed. But then just in hearing the story, though, I think about that song, You Keep Hope Alive, and how Mm. much hope it brought to me and so many other people when it was released. Mm -hmm. And to know that it came out of a moment that God met you where you needed hope. It's just that is how he like takes his worship, takes this worship, though, and that he abides in it. And then it just spreads out. Oh, and wow. just reaches so many people. It, it does. It, that's wow. how he does. Wow. I don't know where we came up. I don't know where we got the concept, and maybe you can help me on this, that we have to have it together in mm. order to get. Ooh, like, my whole, but, that's a story of my whole <laughs> life right there. I'm like, I, we don't have enough time for this. <laughs> but I, I wasn't thinking about the, the son, but. There was nothing he had together. Yeah. He just literally came back and was like, yeah. I don't have anything. And yes. the father's like, I'm just glad to see you. Yeah. And wow. lifts up his robe and just, I can't think of the word, disgrace. Yeah. Because that was a disgrace for him to even raise his robe and he runs to his son. And yeah. I just love how God does that over mm. and over and over again for yes. us. Yes. And I think this having it together thing, though, some of us, that is how we've coped our whole lives with things. Mm -hmm. It was me. It was like, well, as long as I can perform and I can look the part and all of these things, my life is okay. It means my life is okay. But it's when we're relying on ourselves and our just way that we try to present everything that we disconnect ourselves from the work that God can do on us. Mm -hmm. But it's in that space, I have to recognize that I need something Mm -hmm. and be open to saying, are you okay with me? If I put this out in front of you, are you going to meet me here? You know, like, it's and that's, <laughs> that's a hard thing. <laughs> I I feel like the best thing that ever happened in my life is when I can, I scraped what I considered rock bottom. Mm, like when the pain hit I the that. hardest, I, yeah. I think that's the best thing that yeah. could have ever happened. Wow. Wow. Because God had my full attention. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm like, I'm yes. done. I'll have it. I'm done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as I was saying before we went on, you know, I grew up in a tradition that was very rote in the way that worship was approached. It was the same songs and it was not extremely emotional and it was just part of, you know, you sing this song, sing this song, then there's a reading and, you know, it was just very structured. Mm -hmm. And it was in that broken season where I started to learn the whole range of emotions and how to have them in worship. And Mm -hmm. if it was, I'm going to sing this song, my closet was like, has seen probably too many off key like performances (laughs) by me to the Lord. But you know, it was every, like, I'm going to belt this song and scream it, like, in defiance of what's happening or in complete brokenness over my circumstances or in repentance over what I've done. And it was in that expression, though, where 
like the wall just came down. Mm. And it was where I started to understand God's okay with me as I am. Mm. I got to be okay with me as I am, mm. you know? And sometimes though it was, I don't have the words. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to lay here in a heap and I'm going to play music over and over and over. And I'm going to let somebody else's words mm -hmm. borrow their faith. I think that's a theme that we talk about a lot, but um, borrow someone else's faith who's written this song or who's taken this from your word mm -hmm. and just let it pour over me because that's all I've got. But when we just completely can surrender all of that, yeah. I think those are those times where it's like we can be thankful then for all of that brokenness because those broken spaces are where he can fill it in, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we just close it all off, we're not, mm -hmm. bro I'm not broken. Like <laughs> then there's no place for him to get in, right? right? But worship is like, is one of those gateway channels. And it's, I think one of the easiest ones mm -hmm. that if, you know, sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't know how to read the Bible, you know, or those types of things. If we don't have that thing from childhood to go back to, mm -hmm. that worship is one of the first easiest ways for that to just come in. I'd like to take a short break from our conversation to mention our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is Christian counseling that is available on the go, and it works through an app where you are able to schedule video sessions or just chat with your counselor throughout the course of the week. And I found that having the combination of Christian teaching and counseling together was so encouraging and so healing for me. If you have been considering Christian counseling and you would like to give Faithful Counseling a try, you can get 10% off of your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash single mom. So in challenging seasons, John, can you talk about, you know, so as you're saying, hitting rock bottom, what role did worship play in sustaining you in that period of time? I think it it for me worship worship music the music itself it it would play. Um, I mean, you, you just remember these messages, certain songs that I would just sing and didn't even know I was singing them. Mm -hmm. Just caught myself like, oh, and then you just singing this. It's almost like you're singing a message over yourself, mm -hmm. or you're playing the messages over yourself. Yeah, I think also. Um, just in worship in general, whether it's praying or just really like totally trying to dedicate myself to him or just give myself to him. Um, it's the surrender. It was the mm -hmm. surrender, I think, in worship that helped me kind of just understand more what he was trying to do. And remembering, I don't know, at some point, just remembering that uh, maybe it's maybe it's at the loss of of knowing what to do where you realize actually <laughs> it's not my plan anyway right mm, yeah um, <laughs> yes <laughs> so so I, but but we're, i feel like worshiping helps open up all those different things one of the things i think that happens in worship is something happens with our, our spirits connect but we also get changed in those moments mm. so i think there's healing and things that take place whether emotionally or spiritually um but yeah so for me I feel like God just met me in a lot of ways in worship. Yeah, that transformation. I always say counseling is a great thing. It's a great tool, but mm. the transformation comes from mm. Jesus, mm. you know, and our spirit being mm -hmm. ministered to by the Holy Spirit, you know, in mm -hmm. those moments. And it's just, that's what's going to bring that transformation. Mm. Yeah, if worship is letting him be Lord over you. Mm. I feel like that's one of the most one of the moments where we allow that to happen the most. Usually we want to be in control of everything or yeah. at least 
or we lean on something tangible to be in control of it. But like to set everything aside and worship and be like, you know what, actually you're Lord over me. To make that surrender move, it just opens up windows and doors that I don't think get opened outside yeah. of that yep. atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Can you think of a time perhaps where you've seen worship, whether in a time maybe you were leading worship or some some instance where you've really seen a move of the spirit mm. in a time of worship? I'm, yes. I, I mean, I've seen some healing and things take place in prayer. And um, and I've also seen, I run the gamut. I mean, I've seen people come up to me who have probably never come up to me ever before, you know, where where the, the world would call us different. Mm. And they come up with tears in their eyes. And I'm blown away because I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I grew up in a all African-American kind of mm-hmm. a, a, a mm-hmm. community. And so I'm floored at what I'm seeing as a, 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 an older man is coming to me and telling me what God was doing in that moment. And, and it's mm-hmm. just, for that alone is like mind blowing mm-hmm. for me, you know, and and has been and was. And and so just to see God heal people, heal, um, I, I mean, reconcile, you know, yeah. or, or bring people together and, and also um, move people from one place to another emotionally. Um, that's something. I mean, I've I've seen it happen in some small instances, but I've also seen it happen like as they continue to go like mm-hmm. over a period of time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a unifier. It I think we don't unifier. even. I think sometimes we just think like, oh, I'm listening to you know Caleb on the radio, you know, or whatever, <laughs> and I'm just singing these songs. But like, it is this thing that God created for us to return back to him. And when we join together in doing that, there's so many things in that moment that it's like none of this other stuff that we're thinking about or talking about matters. Mm. None of it. Like we're just all linked arm. That's communion. You know, Mm -hmm. we're just linked arms together, coming to God's feet, asking him for something or thanking him for something, all of the above. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just like when, you know, you maybe don't have the words to pray and someone says, hey, I prayed for you. It's like we're lifting each other up to the <laughs> throne room of the king. Mm-hmm. And he accepts us and meets us there. It's just, to me, it's so, so incredible of a thought that he would give us something like worship yeah. that we could then join together and give it's back to him. It's such a gift. And then, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's such a gift. Well, and I think, you know, that's the one of the clearest pictures that we can have of understanding what the Trinity is like in the relationship to itself. Mm. himself i suppose mm-hmm. and it's a way that we're able to experience that yeah. connectivity and i think to go back to some of those broken spots it's where sometimes we can start to really believe these truths mm. when we're in desperation we're coming to him in worship yeah. it's the first time i'm willing to believe something like i am who you say i am or <laughs> that i'm a child of god that song for me was so hard at the beginning of the season Ooh. because i was wow. like I don't know who you say I am. Mm. I really don't. But I'm so broken. I'm willing to believe it's good because yeah. I got nothing else. No, I remember having that same thought too. I was like, who do you say I yes. am? <laughs> that's, that's real. I mean, uh, I was like, what chapter is this in the Bible? I need to know where's the list. I'm so like list oriented. It's like, where's the list of who you say I am? And it's like, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Man, that's yeah. amazing though. Yeah. 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 So, John, you are also a single parent, and mm. you talked about training up your children, though, or being trained up, rather, mm-hmm. in the way that you would go. Mm-hmm. And so now raising your own children in a practice of worship, how has that looked for you? Yes. Um, well, one of the things we do, we 
we love, we all love to sing. Well, my son will say that he doesn't love to sing, but we love to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't get to sit with them in church, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm leading church. Right. Uh, I'm leading in church. Um, but one of the things we do talk about the experience of worship, and we talk about the freedom of it, and and so um, and we sing and we 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 experience them in a lot of different ways. One of them is meditation. Um, where where we'll just kind of sit and and allow ourselves to be comfortable and have some music playing and really kind of um, close your eyes and just the whole meditative thing, but giving some kind of um, story about how God is doing something in these moments, right? Just just really kind of focusing on that and also just moving through our emotions in a way that's worshipful and just like in our prayers, just being reminded that today we want to show people the love of Christ. Just mm. all these different things that, um, I mean, I'm not perfect at it probably, sure. but yeah. but I just, I, well, one, I just have really good kids. They're just mm. really kind. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of lucked out. <laughs> so if I had me growing up, <laughs> then I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing, God. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was like, every mom listening now is saying, um, what time of day and when are you able to do this? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, um, headed to school, like mm. so, sometimes like, mm. like the meditation thing, just headed to school would do that or. Um, but I'm really spontaneous, so I don't. I'm not a person of. I don't have that. Yeah, very structure. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I missed that one. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's really good. I honestly, I was so dependent on my structures, and that's where it can become religious. That's where it can become. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing it because I'm supposed to, and I'm checking the box. Mm-hmm. And that was something that God. I don't know. I, I'll say he broke me of it was to say, no, no, I want your whole heart. And that means if you're going to come to me at a different time of day or in a different way, we're not going to stick with the same old structure. You know, I want you to walk with me. As you said, it's a lifestyle. I want you to walk with me all throughout your day. And whenever you feel given to the moment, go for it. Yeah. You know, one of the things we do, and I don't even know if I didn't do this growing up, and and, and I probably wouldn't have done this except for the fact that I have a younger kid. Like mm-hmm. I have two teenagers and then Layla's like seven. Yeah. So like we'll still all gather around and pray together at night. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I, like by the time I was a teenager, we weren't doing it. We were like yeah. good night, you know? Yes. But it's just sharing, like it's almost like another mode of dinner time where mm-hmm. you're just kind of sharing, praying, and then just, I don't know, just be in that moment together. I don't know, some yeah. little things. I, if I didn't have a young one, my teenagers would probably be like, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, we have but, the same thing. I have a nine-year age gap between my oldest really? and my youngest. And so, and it's like seven years between my son and my youngest daughter. And so it's a similar thing where because we have this gap, like they want to pull her into the things that they grew up doing. And so mm-hmm. where you can see that you start to gain some laxity now that she's three and a half, mm-hmm. they're like, no, 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 we want to teach her how to do it. So mm-hmm. they're almost as invested in teaching her these yeah practices yeah as i am which is so helpful You're so helpful <laughs> like thank as you god for parent, age gaps <laughs> oh man that age gap i know ooh, if all if all i have is that they don't know how to get along together because of the age gap sometimes yes. <laughs> they're like you know yes, but other yes. than that though they i mean she learns a lot because mm-hmm. she's learning from me and her two older yeah. siblings. So that's the blessing of yeah. the age gap for Well, real. and I think what, what's so great about what you're saying, though, too, is it's like it's in the car. I know for me, a lot of times it's sitting at dinner. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's the only 
time where everybody's not half asleep or running off to something else. And so it's being just intentional, though, to think about like, oh, I want to capture this moment Mm -hmm. and engage my kids' hearts in their relationship with the Lord and just use this as a great, I just want to steward this moment. And it doesn't mean that it's always going to be, we're going to read a Bible verse or that we're going to, it's maybe different every single time, but let's offer up this time, not just like pray for our food, but that our communing together over food is a great time to make worship happen. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Awesome. So John, I ask every guest the same question at the end of the conversation. And it is, if there was just one thing that you would want a single mom to know, what would it be? You know what I would say? I would say that the, I don't know where this word came from, Mm -hmm. but the word single puts in our minds almost sometimes that we are by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that God leaves us by ourselves. I think that we're surrounded by the presence of God. And I mean, tangibly, yes. A lot of times we're doing this thing by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, a yeah. real thing. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that um, he gives us the strength that we need to get up the next day and do it again mm-hmm. and do it again and do it again and and try to build rhythms. Um, uh, but I, I And I believe that he's looking out for us and he does make ways out of no way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I believe that he does see us. And in the end, things will be okay. You know, yeah. I do. I do think that he makes a way where in the end things are actually way better than we thought they'd be. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, it didn't, for me, it didn't turn out the way I thought it would be, yeah. you know? And, yeah. um, but I think for, for me, for my kids, mom, ex-wife, you know, I think we'd all say the same thing that we are all, God has found a way to bring restoration, mm. you know, even though life is different. You yeah. Know? And so mm. we're not, we're not just single. We're not by ourselves. Yeah. Oh, it's a powerful word, John. Thank you. John, I'd love if you would tell listeners about your music and how they can follow along with you. Absolutely. I'd be honored for you all to do that. Um, You can follow me at John, J-O-N, Reddick, R-E-D-D-I-C-K, on any of the social media platforms. And wherever you get music, God has allowed me to put songs out there. And so I just hope that you'll be blessed by them. Um, Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, wherever you listen to music. I'd be honored for you to check it out. And I will have links to those in the show notes to make it easier for our listeners to find you. But thank Perfect. you so much <laughs> for joining you. me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. If you enjoyed this conversation, I'd also suggest a couple others for you. There's episode 85, Your Purpose is Permanent, The Distraction of Calling and the Invitation in Your Doubt with TC Cannon, and also episode 84, Wrestling with the Word, Finding Faith When Life Falls Apart with Trisha Lott Williford. As we wrap up the conversation, I'd like to draw your attention to a couple of resources available for you in the show notes. The first is our guided scripture meditation that goes along with each and every episode that you can find at the Agape Moms YouTube channel. Also, there's a link there to follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Agape Moms and to join the private Facebook group, Beloved Collective. Lastly, if you'd like to spend some time reflecting in prayer on what you've learned in this episode, check out the link for our free podcast pages, journaling pages. Thanks for spending time with me today. I'm praying for you and that you would know that you are seen and you are beloved.